Welcome to episode number 75 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name's Anne Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. So team, we're going to go through a lot of stuff because I have a lot of things that I want to tell you, and I've got them in a list, and we're going to plow through them. <laughs> and, and it's been a minute, I feel like, since we've had our you know conversation, like me and you, as if you and I were sitting down to have a cup of coffee. I'm going to tell you all the things, okay? So go get your cup of coffee, and if you're driving in the car, don't go get your cup of coffee, cup of coffee. just you know, focus on the road and, um, and come back to this podcast later on if you, if you need some for notes taking purposes. But don't do it while you're driving. So um, there's been so much that has been going on over the past eight weeks here. And, um, and many of you know that I've gotten up and, you know, I do a lot of podcast interviews. I have a lot of people come on, a lot of nurse CEOs that I think are just out there killing it in the world. And I want to highlight them and, you know, and, and, and share what they're doing. And, and also for your benefit, I want to interview them and, and really kind of get into the mindset and, you know, explore what their version of the good life is. And most of you know this very well because you, you've listened in. And sometimes I also right, love to just get on here and tell you some of the things that are going on and, you know, things that are going on with clients and the questions that I'm getting inside Hustles for APNs and, and all the other life stuff too, right? Because here's a beautiful thing. And for those of you who are CEOs, you understand this very, concept very well. Um, that when you become right, you a business owner, like the rest of life doesn't just stop, right? The dog still might need her CBD chews, right? To help her feel less anxious. And I'm going to tell you about the ones that I got because I think they're going to be a game changer in this household. Okay. So tune in, stay tuned. <laughs> that'll come, that'll come down the road. It's on my long list of, of shit to talk with you about. So Okay, so let's start from the top because I think this is a big one. So over the past eight weeks, I have literally uh, changed so much of what I'm doing as a business owner, so much so that I opened a second business. And many of you know this, I opened a private practice. It's called Cultivate Women's Health LLC, and it is here in Ohio. It has a, we have a local space here that I'm renting from a wonderful um, local chiropractor. Her name is Dr. Angela Sedgwick, and I'm running a space from her and seeing uh, clients one day a week in her physical location in Beachwood, Ohio, on Trigon Boulevard. You can find me there. Um, the link for the um, uh, the practice will be in the show notes, but it's cultivatewomenshealth.com and cultivate with a K comes, you know, girl, you know where you are. Come on. It's all K's over here, right? Uh, and so I opened the, uh, the practice with um, uh, doing some telehealth and also doing an in-person component. And it is really a practice that's focused on helping perimenopausal and postmenopausal women reinvent their bodies and their experience of their bodies with hormones and weight loss uh, medications. So I am so excited. I've seen my first three patients, which has been challenging and it has been exciting and it's been um, inspiring and it's been uh, frustrating and I and and it's not the patients it's all the 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 other shit that goes on right the easiest thing I think sometimes about what we do is the conversations that we have with people right and the connections we make and the way we, we use our brains like that shit's the easy stuff you start to get into like all the back end of all the things that it took for you to get you know, right to that appointment to having the conversation, like getting the EMR set up and making sure you have a terminal distributor's license in the state of Ohio and having your, you know, employer identification number and like all this, all the other things, you know, that makes it a little bit more complex. So, um, so I have seen my first three patients. It's been nothing short of phenomenal and amazing. And, um, I, and I, I know, and I've been so, 
I'm grateful to my first uh, three patients because they've been wonderful women who I have been pretty upfront with to say like, hey, I'm just getting going. Some of the shit's going to be a little bit backwards. Bear with me. And, um, you know, I, I, um, I'm doing my best. And, and, and they've all been very, very gracious, not only with their time, but just their patience. And, you know, if a form doesn't get sent or the con- consent, I'm like, I don't know how to send the damn bill. Like that took me forever on Optimantra. But you know, to no avail. We have figured it out and the invoices have been sent. The payments are accepted. The notes are documented and, um, and, you know, and, and, and life goes on, which is great. So, so, but the private practice is open. It has been, um, it's been so, so, so exciting. I actually just went on Amazon and ordered, you know, a couple of things that I felt like I needed to have or that I wanted to have. And, um, you know, it's just nice to be able to build a clinic, you know, my way. I mean, I've built a clinic before, right? And I've managed, I've uh, directed a clinic, right? As a medical director and assistant medical director. But I've never been the one who just solely was able to be like, but I want the, gl- I want black gloves, right? Like, I want black gloves. Like, I want a black measuring tape. I have black scrubs. Like, this is my theme. This is my brand. I don't have to ask anybody's permission or approval. I, you know, went on Canva, created my own damn logo. Like, I, you know, created my own website, all things that I know how to do. And I just love the fact that I can do that. And I don't have to ask for anybody's, you know, permission or feedback. It's just, it's, it's the most amazing thing, right? Like, I actually went on and bought, um, my, um, my, some of my patients will know this, that I went on and bought these, um, I don't know if you guys ever used them, but they're called, I think Preggy Pops. I don't even remember who the company is, but they're these like little ginger, you know, um, chews. And I actually don't think they're chews. I think they're more of like a ginger lozenge. And so I used to recommend them to my patients. They came out, I remember specifically when the product was launched and I was in clinical practice and, um, I, it was such a good idea, right. To put like ginger and a little bit of B12 and, you know, in a, and I think there's a little bit of B12 in it. So anyways, so I bought, I reached out to the company and you can get samples from them. And so I just like got them for my patients and thought, what a lovely, you know, um, thing to be able to hand over when the, um, you know, if there's any uh, signs of nausea for them. So, but just those are the little things, right? I went out to um, Rosebud Woman, which is a a, uh, Rosebud Woman's, they have personal lubricant products, they're phenomenal. And, um, you know, asked for some samples and they're sending me some in Uber Lube and like all the things that I love that I think are just like, right. It's like curating the, the most perfect little basket of like, what are the things that you would need if you were a patient of my practice? And I wanted you to have like a, really consider your experience. And that's a just, that's an amazing thing to do, right? Like how long would your visits be and what kind of little swag bag would I give to you? And how would I deliver the service in a way that really just honors you as a patient, as a client of mine, and as someone who I'm invested in and who's invested in me and the practice. And so it's just been so fun to go on Amazon and, you know, set up a shopping cart and, and, and curate this little space, um, which by the way, is a rented space. And I think actually there's somebody else in the office who I share it with, and I hope she's not upset or he, I don't even know who it is, but I hope the other person isn't upset because I did go ahead and change the layout of the room because the damn thing was just not set up for a good flow. And you know, I'm a stickler. If any of you guys know me, if you've been in my kitchen, you've been in, you know, my past um, offices, like, you know, I can't stand when shit doesn't flow right. I, can't, I just can't stand it. Like I just, you know, I like to have good flow in the room. I do the same thing when I go to the grocery store. I want to make sure that I get into the grocery store and out. 
with the least amount of back and forth possible, right? And so I do my perimeter shopping first and then I zigzag back and forth between the interior aisles. Like I'm a maximizer, right? I know this about myself, right? It's amazing when you know these things about yourself. <laughs> it just, everything becomes so obvious. Like, oh yeah, that's why when I go and do errands, I really like to make sure that I map it out ahead of time so I don't do any backtracking if I can avoid it, right? Because I'm a maximizer. Um, so but what a joy to, you know, be in this little space and I have rearranged it and I hope this other person isn't upset, but oh well, if he or she or they is, because I don't know, maybe they'll leave me a note or something, like whatever, not a big deal. Um, and, and then went and bought a printer and set up like a little, you know, side table and, um, got my favorite, you know, got my Steris hand sanitizer. Cause I don't know about you, but like some of these places, you know, like I'm not just doing the the plain old, you know, alcohol gel. Like that stuff's terrible. I got really used to using the good shit when I was in practice, you know, here in Northeast Ohio. And I'm not going back to the, you know, the Purell. The hell with that. So I bought the good stuff. And, and you know, it's like the little, it's like the little touches. It's like the little things, you know, that just make it. You're like, oh, yeah, this is totally worth it. So I've got, you know, I've got all my supplies together and, um, you know, and, and, and I'm just, you know, I think creating kind of and thinking through, you know, the, the service and, um, and I will admit like, it's not all been roses and sunshine. I mean, clearly when I first gave my first dose of medication, I had to give some sub Q injections. I was like, Oh, a sharps container would have been a really great idea. Yeah. So thankfully there was a sharps container that I was able to use that was in the space um uh and in the in this office where I am. And so it wasn't a big deal. But I mean, you know, these are the the things that sometimes, you know, if it's not plotted out, you just don't think of, uh, about until you get in there and do it. And not a big deal, right? Okay, go on Amazon, open some, you know, buy some sharps containers and have them sent to the house. So but um but the sharps containers are ordered. Um, you know, all the, all the little bits and pieces, and there aren't a ton of them, which is amazing. The overhead's pretty low, um, but they're all ordered and working. And, um, and I'm just, my goal really in this first month is to get my first five patients and, and then to, you know, to grow from there. So, so we are well, I am well on track to meeting that goal. And that's an amazing thing. So part of the other, um, the other thing that's been going on over the past, almost close to 12 weeks. And some of you have heard me talk about this. If you're in Nurses Living the Good Life or a client of mine, you probably heard me talk about this a little bit too, is a program that I've done that's called the um, 10,000 Small Businesses or 10KSB um, program by Goldman Sachs. And I had to apply it to this program. Um, and I applied back in the fall of last year, probably about a year ago. And um, didn't think I would get in because it's like, it's like, it's like, business owners who do like, I don't know why this is going to sound funny, but who do like real business in my mind, like there's a commercial real estate person and there's a photographer and she has like 18 employees. And then there's this, this one amazing woman who runs, um, who developed her own um, nail product line. And so she owns, uh, she's renting um, a manufacturing space where she manufactures the gel. And then she also um, created a school to train nail techs and to certify them uh, for, you know, so they could sit for their nail tech, you know, certification through the state of Ohio. And so she's one of the few actual training programs that's around. So I just like, these are people with like, quote unquote, I say like real businesses, which is really funny because I think when I initially said this, this was one of my concerns when I first got in there, you know, and we were introducing ourselves. This is a group of probably 
maybe 20 people, 20 local Northeast Ohio business owners. And and I was just talking about how I have a small business and and this gal who owns um who owns this um this nail polish manufacturing and uh uh nail tech certification program school, she was like, There's no small quote unquote business. You know, she's like, We're we're all in business. Like it's there's nothing there's nothing small about what we're doing. And she's so right. So in this program, I have been working alongside these 20 other business owners and we have been assigned a business mentor and um, our business advisor. And then we've had several touch points along the way with different community resources that are throughout Northeast Ohio, like people from the Small Business Administration, people from the local banks who are lenders, um, uh, those who are there with um, uh, micro loans and, and alternative sources of financing for businesses and it's just been fascinating to be in the program. And one of the reasons I did it was that I, as many of you know, I have an MBA and the MBA that I did, it, it was a great program, you know, and, and many of you have heard me speak about, you know, that I wouldn't necessarily do an MBA again, but like it was, it was helpful in, in a very probably amateur way, right? Because it's giving you, you know, as, as much as it always can, it gives you kind of the foundational elements and it gives you kind of the rudimentary acumen, right? Like credits on the left, uh, debits on the left, credits on the right. Like, uh, you know, like, you know, I know the basics of the, of accounting and, and, uh, you know, looking at a balance statement and a, um, a balance sheet and income statement. But there are a lot of things about business that I don't know. And in particular, an MBA program really doesn't prepare you to run a small business. It doesn't. It's a lot of corporate stuff. It's a lot of organizational development and, you know, corporate finance and healthcare finance and, um, you know, healthcare accounting principles and, and uh, financing, you know, machines and when, and amortizing them and when will they pay off and like, you know, and so there wasn't, I think, probably as much for me um, that was applicable, you know, in terms of creating this business. Marketing at a corporate level is vastly different than marketing for your small business. Like they're two different beasts completely. And so, um, so I, you know, knew coming into this program, I had a couple of years of business under my belt with authentic coaching and all the work that I do, you know, with nurses living the good life and all my business coaching clients. And I also knew that I still had a knowledge deficit on and a gap really, especially on the financial, um, uh, end of, of a financial piece of things. So I had to get all of my bank statements together. I had to provide them with my, you know, um, all related to the business, but I had to provide them with about two years worth of financials and, um, and to show my growth and profitability and, and where, where we've gone and what kind of what our goals are, you know, moving forward, you have to have, I think at least one or two employees, um, to be considered for the program. You have to make at least a hundred grand. And then you also have to have been in business two years. So, um, so I met all those criteria. I didn't think I would get in because again, I was just like, I don't know. They're like, like what are they going to do with a life coach but um and a midwife uh but uh, interestingly they were very interested and um and they were most worried about like one of the things that they were most concerned about was like if you come to the program you have to come once a week you know every thursday from essentially eight until five and who will man your business when you're gone and i said well i said i have the luxury of you know flexibility i i just schedule my clients you know um 
you know, on the other days, right? And they were like, well, I'll never forget the guy was like, well, you know, but who will attend to like the medical? And I was like, oh, actually, I don't provide any medical. <laughs> None of this shit's life threatening, okay? Like, we're not in the operating room. And he was like, oh, okay. I was like, it's just, we're doing business coaching. He was like, oh, great. So, um, so anyway, so I got into the program and I, um, I was initially slated to start this past January, and I ended up deferring on that uh, cohort because the I was hosting my mastermind. We were actually meeting in Mexico at the exact same time that the um, that initial um, I think it was cohort twenty nine was supposed to start, and so they only you can only miss I think no more than one day, maybe two at most, but like and then you can't graduate the program, and it's relatively short. It's only I think twelve weeks, but there's I think fourteen touch points within the was 12 weeks, 14 or 15. So you really, you got to be here, you got to be invested in it and you got to be present for it. So anyways, so I met criteria, I was accepted. I, um, and then I started, I think at, um, uh, May, I think we started the first week of May. So we've been meeting once a week and, um, and it's been really, really challenging and it's been exciting and it's been interesting. And I have had every possible emotion going through that program because it's pushed me and pulled me in different ways. And many of you know that back in April, when I went down to speak at um, the um, APP Aesthetics Summit, which again, if you're having anything to do with aesthetics, you should definitely plan to be there next year. But um, this is hosted by Suzanne Jagger and um, Cassie Lane. And I was invited to speak. And so I went down there as the keynote. And while I was there, I was you know there for the whole conference. I decided to listen in. I mean, I don't, you know, I have no interest in doing aesthetics, but, um, but I thought, you know, just so I could understand a little bit more to help you guys, uh, for those of you who are interested in aesthetics, just to get some of that basic knowledge about it. And so anyway, so I was saying in that conference, and then Rebecca Bloom got up, she's a um, fellow uh, advanced practice nurse, and was talking about starting up a, a smaglotype business and a practice. And I was just there. And I was like, Oh, my God, I could totally do this. So with the Goldman Sachs program, they have you focus on a growth opportunity. And the reason that I mentioned the um, conference is because my growth opportunity really that I wanted to do to help you know, move my business along and really continue to grow as a business owner in Northeast Ohio was to start a private practice. And I also knew too, that I could use um, a lot of the, you know, what we were learning, and I could apply it. And and I knew, you know, I'm, I've been in business for years now. And so I have so much that I've learned along these past four years in terms of digital marketing and creating websites and copy that sells and, you know, how to have consultations and pricing and how to create a business using a business plan essentially so that you ensure that you have a margin, right? So you're not losing your shirt at the end of the day. Like all this stuff I know because number one, I've done it. Number two, I teach it. I'm, you know, I, I have a very, very clear understanding of it. So, um, but this practice, I mean, this practice really was my growth opportunity. And so um, I, um, so I started the, the, and I knew it would be something, you know, I've seen so many examples of this kind of a practice being successful. So I started it and, um, and, and then actually <laughs> chose, cause I was like, well, this isn't really a growth opportunity. It's a new business. I mean, it's growth for me as a, you know, human, but it's not necessarily a part of my business. So I chose to start a new business and a second one and to launch this private practice. And then I also did a second growth opportunity because if you don't, you know, haven't noticed this about me, like I d like to do things in twos, like I have two bachelors, two masters. I now have two businesses. I have two boys. 
I only have one dog and hopefully that's not going to change. I used to have two dogs and, you know, it's kind of a shit show, but like, and I don't have two husbands, thankfully. Um, I don't, could not even handle any of that shit, but, but you know, like, right. Like I, I kind of like my twos, right? So, um, so, but this, you know, the growth opportunity that I decided actually that I kind of dreamt up and thought would be really great for um, nurses living the good life and for authentic coaching. Once I worked it through and went through the, uh, you know, created a business plan and and really worked through all the details of what it would entail. And, and it was a space for a nurse CEO incubator space. And the margin was so small in it that I was like, you know, actually, it's not worth all the work. And so, so on my growth opportunity, which I did for this program, I figured out, oh, this is a great idea. And it's not a great idea that for me makes sense because the margin isn't big enough, right? The um, financial um, opportunity isn't, it's a great, in theory, it, it seems like it'd be a great idea, but yeah, you know, the payoff really isn't there for me. And, and, you know, bottom line, like the juice isn't worth the squeeze. And, and so often, so much of what we do as CEOs, and you know, this, if you run a private practice that, or you run any sort of a business you understand this concept very well, that like not everything we do is actually worth, not all the ideas that you have are actually worth going on and implementing. They're not like, some of them are great. Some of them are like, eh, you know, some of them you get into and you think that they're going to be great and they end up fucking flopping. I mean, how many programs have we had like that? We've done a, a ton of programs like that and nothing's gone wrong. It's not a it's not a fault necessarily and nothing to be judged. It's just that's how business goes. Sometimes things work, sometimes they don't. Sometimes you catch the tide, you know, and you're, you know, moving along with the trend and sometimes you um then sometimes you don't and sometimes you have a product that utterly flops or a service that flops. And, you know, there's it just doesn't work because that's the nature of business. Nothing's gone wrong. It's just, that's kind of how business goes. It's kind of like life. It's kind of a 50-50 deal, right? Like nobody's, nobody's getting like a perfect life. Even when life's are even when life is like so perfect, like you gotta like look at it from the long span of things. Like, yeah, we go through all sorts, all the emotions. You don't get spared that as a human, right? And in business, it's no different. You don't get spared the fact that some of your products will fail and some of them will be very successful just because that's what it means to be in business. Um, those are of us who maintain our businesses, who are still in business, know, have learned to pivot through all of those, right? And we always have a couple pots on the stove and we are, you know, the people who aren't, um, don't shy away from failure, right? We've learned that as a mindset and a skill set. So, so, um, so that program with Goldman Sachs is coming to a close on my last two days this week. And I am so excited. Um, because it's been um, challenging to go in there and learn and take myself out of working on the business and working, um, uh, taking myself out of working in the business and then, you know, forcing my brain to work on the business. And those are two different things that we do when we put our CEO hats on. So it's been, it's been the past, I think, eight weeks have been, 12 weeks probably have been, again, they have been fascinating. They've been um, frustrating. They've been exciting. They've been, um, you know, all the feelings, every feeling that's on that feeling wheel that I use with you in your session. I think I've felt all of it over the past 12 weeks. And so I think right now I have an appreciation and sort of a different appreciation as I always do when I do something hard, right? Because here's the bottom line, right? We're not spared when we do new things and we do hard things that are foreign to the brain you know, the brain will fight and resist and react to all of it. And it's normal. The brain's just doing our job. We're, our job, though, as CEO of a business and CEO of our brains is to say, no, I, 
been down this road before. I get you. I see you and you have fear and you have anxiety and worry and, you know, uh, all the feelings and those are okay. Go ahead, allow those to be there, but we're not going to let them run the, you know, run the show, right? We're not going to let them drive the bus. Uh, and right. And, and to come back into that place of like, oh yeah, I can still feel all these feelings and, you know, still show up on a day-to-day basis and and do what I got to do. So the past 12 weeks have been such a good reminder of that. So, so the private practice is up and launched Goldman Sachs program, the 10 KSB program is almost done, which is amazing. If you are um, someone who is meets the criteria, by the way, that I mentioned before, and you have any questions about the program or you think it'd be a good fit, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'd be happy to share my experience and also get you hooked up with the people who run the program, not only here in Northeast Ohio, but it is a national program. And so you can do an online cohort. So uh, if you have questions, you know, let me know. Um, but the those two things are almost tucked away, which is amazing. Um, next, okay, let's get to the CBD stuff. Okay, so we went over to a neighbor's house and they invited us for dinner. It was a lovely dinner. And um, we were talking, their dog is, I think, 15, maybe 16, something like that. And the poor dog is like half blind and, you know, uh, she's just kind of slower. She's an old dog, right? And she's slower and it's like doesn't move around as quickly as she used to need some, some help going up the stairs, that kind of a thing. So I was talking to the, the gal that invited us over and I saw her on her counter, she had these CBD chews and I was like, what are these? And, and there's a big picture of a dog on it. She's like, oh, I got these for the dog. I got them for Zippy. And I was like, what? wait a minute, like, I didn't even know, I, I mean, I know you can get CBD over the counter, but I didn't know you could get it for the dog. So sure enough, she's like, oh, I, she's like, I think these are going to be great. And I think they're going to really help her. But I don't think she had tried them at that point. So I thought, well, I'm going to go pick up my own CBD chews for this dog. Cause you know, my Stella gets crazy when we cut her nails and just really, she really has a challenging time with car rides. Um, despite the fact we've been doing these car rides regularly, do a lot of like, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of like try and calming music, put the seat warmers on, like all the things, like try to soothe her, like pet her while, I mean, I I don't know, like do all the things, but she doesn't like car rides. So anyway, so I just thought, well, she doesn't like car rides. Maybe we could just try the CBD chews. So I will let you know how they go. And I'm not even going to share the brand. I actually don't even remember what the brand is right now, but I will let you know. I will keep you posted on whether or not these CBD chews for this dog actually work. Um, but, and then, um, you guys will laugh. Um, we've been having an interesting time with Stella, the poor thing. She's like going through some episodes where she's, um, vomiting. And so we're doing some things with her diet and working with a vet and, uh, you know, trying to come at it in a holistic approach with this dog. I mean, you know, the kids are like, I don't, why do you love this dog so much? And I'm like, I don't know, but she doesn't talk back to me the way you do. So it's a lot more pleasant to be around her. And then they think it's really funny and they kind of laugh, but I'm like, I'm not kidding. I literally, I'm not kidding. She doesn't talk back to me. She does not treat me sometimes the way that you, you treat me. So I will, so if the dog needs her CBD chews, she's gotten the damn CBD chews, right? Like I'm going to do it for this dog. Cause I love this dog. She snuggles on my feet and, you know, keeps me company while I build businesses and she's amazing. So, um, also, um, let's talk about some client wins and some client, some questions that I've gotten that I think are really interesting. Number one, if you are, um, um, in the state of Ohio and you are looking for, um, to bring somebody into your practice to see some patients for you, 
um, which is always a wonderful strategy to get some of your time back. Um, a couple of people have reached out to me. I think coming now that I have this private practice I've been running, a couple of people have reached out and said, do you need to hire anybody? I'm looking for a PRM position. You know, I'm familiar with um, prescribing the GLP-1s and, you know, what can I do for you? Um, you know, do, do you need any help? And I'm not at a place yet to hire. That may or may not be uh, the case down the road or in the next, you know, six or 12 months, but at least for right now, not my, it's not my goal. But I will say this, if you are looking for um, a, you know, part-time or PRN position, I would absolutely positively reach out in the Side Hustles for APNs group and just put a post up. And there were, there are surprisingly a lot of people who are looking to bring on, you know, some additional NPs, probably 1099 contract work. But I know for a lot of you who are looking for maybe, you know, four to 10 hours a week, this might be kind of a perfect gig for you. So there are people in that group who are private practice owners, and um, I would not hesitate to use, you know, that group, the side hustles for APN, the group to your full advantage, go out there and um, make some connections and offer up your services. Um, so that's one thing. Number two, the other one too, I, that I thought was really interesting. I had a question today about um, the, the, bioidentical hormone replacement um, courses that I recommend. And um, here's what I'm going to tell you. And and also which IFM or which um, functional medicine courses I recommend. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Look, okay. Some of them are terrible. Literally, I mean, there's just no getting around it. Some of them are terrible. Most of them are pretty good. And I would say a small percentage are excellent. I would say as long as you're in the category of excellent to pretty good, you're in good shape. How do you know the ones that you shouldn't do? Well, it doesn't take much to go online or in any of the Facebook groups, um, you know, that most of us are in for private practices and as nurse CEOs and to like scroll through them and see what comes up and the, the way that people talk about some of them. I've never done a functional medicine course. I don't have much interest in doing one except to say this, I would consider maybe doing the IFM course, not necessarily the the certification, but just maybe doing one or two of their courses. Um, they have a good, it looks like a good one on hormones and then another good one on autoimmunity. But beyond that, I, I, can't, I can't tell you which ones are good, but here's the bottom line because here's the other portion that I want you to consider when you're going to think about these courses. So many of you can appreciate this and and some of you will hate that I say this and I'm willing to say it because, you know, I don't really care what you think. Um, It's just for the purpose of conversation. But here's the thing, okay? Functional medicine is a study, okay? And I would gather to say that there's pretty much no right or wrong way that to do it, okay? There's, you know, several components in there. And again, I'm not Cert, I'm not trained or certified in functional medicine, but but it's it's the same story for hormone therapy. Like there are a lot of um, different approaches that you can take. Many of us have, un, unbeknownst to us, probably done um, either elements of hormone therapy in our practice, or we've done you know elements of functional medicine, a functional medicine approach, what I would call in our practice. And some of you have actually gone into functional medicine practices where you've not had the training and you've learned functional medicine, you know, along the way. And, um, and I just want you to notice that when your brain offers to you, because our profession is very heavy on certifications and degrees and pieces of paper, it loves 
pieces of paper and it loves letters behind your name. This is what, you know, I think we've been led to believe really means expert in our field. And there, there, sometimes that's true and sometimes it's not. And you know this. It only takes thinking about that one person that you know where you're like, nope, totally broke the mold on that one because that person's got a fuck ton of letters behind her name or his name or their name and they don't know shit. Like they, they couldn't like have a conversation with a patient to save their lives. Literally, I mean, we, we all have one or a couple or a lot. Okay. So I, but I want you to just consider the fact that these pieces of paper are meaningless. I mean, technically they do allow us to go out to the board and get licensed and certified and all that shit. Like, yes, of course they, they have meaning in them, but like inherently like what's on that piece of paper, like, like one client, uh, one person reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, I'm thinking of starting a functional medicine practice, but you know, I am concerned because I've not done a training program, but I've, and I said, oh, well, I don't know. Do you know how to do functional medicine? Like use that approach. And she's like, yeah, I've been working in functional medicine for four years. And I said, great. And so I just said to her, uh, over, over text, like, well, here's the funny thing. Like, how long have you been an MP? And she said, six years. And I said, great. I was like, in your six years of being an MP, has anybody ever asked to see your degree? And she said, no. And I said, yeah, me neither. Like in almost 20 years of being a nurse, it'll be 20 years next year that I've been registered as a nurse. And then um, about 15 years as a midwife. And I was like, all those years, no one's ever asked to see my license. Not a patient. Not like I've never had a patient come to me and be like, well, let me see your license. Like they just don't. They don't just as much as they're just like, oh, you went to UIC. It's a state school. Well, you didn't go to uh, Case, so you know clearly. Maybe I should go see somebody else who was trained at I don't know Penn or some shit. Like, come on, no, no. Our our patients don't come to us. Like, they don't come to us because of us, so to speak. Right? They want to know that you know for the most part you're safe and you've been licensed and all that. Like, but beyond that. They really only come to us for one reason. And I want you to think about this because if you are a CEO, you need to understand this premise. Or if you are a budding uh, CEO, you need to understand this premise. So I want you to think about it. Just pause this episode and, and ask yourself, what is the one thing that my patients come to me? Even if you're not a CEO, what do they come to me for? Pause this and think about it. Okay, now that you're back, what do they come to you for? They usually come to you to feel better. Whatever it is, they're like, my back hurts. I want, can you help me with that? I've got this terrible vaginal discharge. Can you help me with that? I've got, I'd like to, you know, I have no contraception on board. I'd like to, you know, I don't want to have kids in the next couple of years or ever. I want to be child-free. Amazing. Let's get you. They come to you because they want to feel better in their bodies. They want their results. They want to have lower, you know, they want to, you know, be able to, manage their diabetes so that they can go and, you know, walk their kids down the aisle in 10, 15 years or be around for their grandkids or be able to see their, you know, daughter or son get married, right? Like be able to see the beating and intricate details on the wedding dress, right? Like they they do. They do come to us for those things. My patients in this practice, they come to me because they are just miserable in their bodies. They're like, I just, I'm gaining weight and, you know, right? Like, they want their results. They want to feel better in their bodies. So remember when clients come to you, they could really give two fucks about like which program you went to and whether or not you gra- you graduated with a 4.0 and 
you know, how many years you've been in practice, like legit, they might have some interest in that aspect of it. But, but, but the, the, the main point is that they're thinking about themselves as they should. They just want to know that you can help them get their results. They're not as worried about you. The only one who's worried about you is you. You're the only one who thinks about yourself as much as you do. And that's okay. Your ego has designed it that way. And your brain has designed it that way. And and from an evolutionary perspective, that was super helpful because it helped you to stay alive. Especially when, you know, saber-toothed tigers were like roaming on the savannah and you were out there too. And you could be tomorrow night's dinner, right? So it, it does behoove you to think about yourself. But you have to remember that patients don't come to you because of your degree and your certificates. And if you went to the IFM versus A4M or any of these other programs, none of which I neither endorse nor recommend, not because they're good or bad, but just because I'm indifferent to all of them. I don't have any stake in them. But like, they don't come to you for that. They come to you for their results. Has nothing to do with you, really. You're just a vehicle to help support them on the journey. And when you understand that, and you can then manage your brain around it and remind yourself when your brain offers you like, oh my God, I don't know if I do IFM or don't do, you know, this hormone therapy. And I, if I do hormones, but I don't do pellets and like, you know, what will the patients think? And what will the community think? Like, I don't know, like, here's what I'm going to tell you. You got, you've got some decisions to make as the CEO of your business. Either you allow your brain to go wild and like go rogue on all this what ifs and maybes and considerations of uh, what everybody else is thinking or, and you just use, you know, waste a lot of time, right? Or you just notice that thinking and you're like, oh yeah, that really doesn't serve me, right? So what does serve me? Well, it actually just serves me to go out and help the people and stop thinking about, all the reasons that the other people are going to have thoughts about it and, you know, have feelings about it and, right, like just go out and help the people, right? So the, the so bottom line is, are there programs that are better than others? Like I started off by saying, yes, there's probably some programs that are terrible. And I don't know, you probably do a quick Google search and see what you can find out. Use Google reviews or go ask some of our Facebook, you know, colleagues or something like do your due diligence, but at the end of the day, don't let it get in the way of you doing work that you, number one, may already know how to do, and um, and number two, that you don't necessarily need a certificate to do. And I know some of my functional medicine purists will be like, oh my God, you can't tell people to go do functional medicine if they don't have the training. Well, first and foremost, I can tell people whatever the fuck I want because it's my podcast, so you know, put that in your pipe and smoke it. But the other part of this is that like, there's no end-all, be-all right? Of what you can and can't do with your license. And the sooner that you start looking at it that way to say like, but what do I want to do with my license? The better. Now I'm not advocating that if you don't understand functional medicine and you don't have a functional medicine approach that you don't use it in your advertising. I'm not advocating that. But what I am saying is don't let not having a certificate that and paying $21,000 for, you know, IFM, like don't let that stop you especially if you know what you're doing. If you can get if you can get your patients their results, go out and do that. Stop thinking so much about what all the other people are going to think about when they either hear about your practice or when they learn that oh, gasp, you do not have a certificate. Okay? Let's not do that. <laughs> Let's go out and do really good work. Let's go help all the humans. Let's create the private practice or the businesses that are going to help us do really, really good work in the world. And let's do really well for ourselves as we go along, by the way. Let's make 20 grand a month and let's have 50 grand months and 100 grand months. And like, let's just do that. How about that? Wouldn't that be fun? And let all those people have all their thoughts and all their feelings and let them, 
let them be them. And you, you right? You do you mentality, right? Uh, and I just, I think that's so much more beneficial. So get out of your, get out of your own way and stop letting your brain hijack you and go rogue. And then, you know, have to deal with all this, you know, big feelings and emotions and the fear and all that. Don't stop letting the fear just drive the bus. Okay. All right. That's a, that's one thing I wanted to make sure that we mentioned. And then last but not least, I just want to mention one of my clients who I'm just so excited to help. And um, she is one of my mastermind clients. And she went out and she is just like, you know, all my mastermind clients are amazing. They're like out there building their businesses and, you know, and they're doing their own, you know, creating their own growth opportunities. And they're, you know, creating businesses that support their lives, not like creating the business that you're gonna have to like fix your life, you know, like run crazy in your life for. And it's amazing to watch. And one of my clients in particular has just secured um, a, um, a business loan from the, the Small Business Administration. And just so exciting to like watch some badass women go out there and change the world. I mean, there's nothing that is more fulfilling to me than to like look around and be like, man, I'm just like, I am surrounded by these women who think big and they are bold and they are courageous and they go out there and they change the world and they create a lot of good and they do really well. And what a joy to be able to fucking support them. It's amazing. I mean, I just, I don't know. I was just so excited for her. So, so, okay. That's what we got. All right. And I'm exhausted because we're just back from DC and 48 hours in DC, which is amazing. And we watched a lot of soccer and I actually was able to identify offsides very quickly this time around, which I'm super proud of myself for. So, but I'm exhausted. Okay. So the dog might get a CBD chew and, uh, you know, and we're just going to have a quiet afternoon and that's it. So I do have some really good podcasts coming up for, uh, all of you. Um, I'm inviting some people who are outside the nursing community in to do just to like share what they're doing and just to give you some sense and, and, um, all is, uh, again, supportive resources for all of my nurse CEOs out there who are either in Ohio or around the country. Um, these are people who I think you should consider having in your back pocket and you don't necessarily, um, you may not necessarily need them right now, but I think just to be exposed to them and to think about, you know, kind of what you could need down the road, I think is going to be so helpful. So, um, so more to come on those and, uh, and more updates to come on the practice and, you know, the hiccups and, you know, running it and, and getting it up to snuff. So I hope you all are well and enjoying your summer. I know I am, I am ready for these kids to go back to school. That's coming soon. Uh, but, um, more to come stay tuned and, uh, thank you for listening today as we covered all of the topics and we did like a smattering. It was like Thanksgiving. You just get a little everything, you know? Sounds the turkey because I don't eat the turkey, but you know, I do love all the sides and I feel like today we had a lot of sides. Okay. All right. Take care team. I will see you next week. Hey, when you're ready to make more money as a nurse CEO, I want to personally invite you to join Nurses Living the Good Life, my business coaching program for nurse CEOs who want to use business to do good work in the world and do well for themselves using my proven formula, a coach approach best part, you get immediate access to business coaching support. And there's a 30 day money back guarantee. If you're not completely satisfied with the program, just head over to www.nurseslivingthegoodlife.com. Click join now, and we'll see you inside.